Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Sharks come out of the gates hot, and we've got some rookie action. We've got some good goaltending, and we have some Puck Guy 14. <laughs> All that and more on this edition of Teal Town USA After Dark. But first, if you want to be a part of the show, teal together and interact with us, come follow us on the social on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, of course, the Discord with all of its shenanigans, and then everything under the sun about your favorite team in teal at tealtownusa.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I teased it out a little bit earlier, but we have the one, the only the puck guy on scene <laughs> and he's going to be uh rocking and rolling with us uh for a little bit until uh the blue coats kick him out <laughs> yeah pretty much uh landy good to see you bud uh well wishes to you my friend uh we're, we're, this is season number six can you believe it i mean th this is something special and and to do it f uh from you know from here at the shark tank and it's been a while since uh, this place was rocking uh, roughly, uh, what, I would say over 18 months uh, for full capacity. And, and here we are. We made it. And, buddy, you spell your name the right way. You, you, like I said on the previous show, you're, you're keeping San Flose. You know, you're keeping San Flose night, uh, keep going strong. But uh, well, let's break down this game before uh, Blue Coats kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it is good to be back and and good to absolutely be to you, eric um but i mean let, quickly breaking down this game i mean first off the the opening period it was you know one nothing on the scoreboard but i think we all kind of felt uh, you know had a little bit of a collective sigh of relief after the first 10 minutes because right. the team didn't come out flat you know, the, the, the team came out with, um, you know, some good jump. I think there was a little bit of nerves. There was a little bit of feeling out maybe in the first two to three minutes. And then really the team, and I think the theme that I have for tonight was it improved upon going through each period. I think we yeah. saw... We saw the team doing some good things. There was a few mental mistakes in that first period that, that led to that first goal. Um, and... You know, I think that that will still be something that the team will need to iron out. But I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's always those those uh, opening season jitters. Sorry to interject, but but I, I mean, it's they came out a little shaky, but you know, usually they came on strong and kind of wilted at the end. So yeah, uh, yeah, and I mean, it was just kind of a fluky bounce to begin with, anyways. Uh, Pierre du Pierre Luc Dubois. Uh, scoring on the goal, assisted by Neil Pionk and Brendan Dillon. Uh, Dilly Dilly's Dilly back. Dilly Dilly. Yep. <laughs> uh, he knew where I was going with that one. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, it was kind of a weird bounce. Um, Aiden Hill make, makes the first stop, which is exactly what you're wanting from your goaltender. Um, mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you know, they clean up the trash. And that was kind of one of those will goals where, you know, Hey, you know, the guys, if you tighten it up a little bit in front of the net, 
you know, you have your, your stay at home um, defenseman back, you know, defending the house. That's maybe one that, that, that would be cleared out. But I think it was also two on a transition play. So there was still a little bit of feeling out positionally where these players are going to play and kind of getting to know defense partners and things like that. So I, I think that that's kind of why they were a little bit victimized on that. Um, but again, I saw some really good play out of that first period. And yeah. I, I think it honestly, I think it just kept building upon itself. And, and that's, I think really where I wanted to go into it because, you know, again, the shots on goal were a little skewed in that first period and it looked mm-hmm. like Winnipeg was maybe a little bit more uh, aggressive in the offensive zone. But I, I, again, I didn't, I did not mind that first period and, and, and going in, I thought again, as long as they could get through that first 10 minutes, make sure that there wasn't anything catastrophic, you know, that would happen. I, you know, I gave them, you know, I gave them the benefit of the doubt to see, you know, what this new look team was going to, was going to look like. And honestly, the, one of the first things I, that, that comes to my mind, Eric, is f- fly to foot. I mean, this team yeah. looked very, very quick. I mean, you can, you can tell us what the on ice product looked like cause you were there. I mean, did it seem like the team was faster? They definitely had a jump. Um, you know, uh, not to interrupt what I was about to say, but, uh, uh, we have a super chat donation we need to get to my oh. friend. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> um, if you're able to pull that up, my friend, while I'll talk here really quick. Yeah, they looked really quick. I mean, uh, whether it was Hurdle, whether it was Jasper Weatherby, who we'll t- get into a little bit, uh, or whether it's Bones and Cogs, you know, Nick Benito and Andrew Cogliano, uh, this team looked looked really they looked fast. They they played well. Uh, I think they were trying to go for the perfect um, home run pass a little bit early on, but in the end, I, I I thought they like you said they they got they got the iron going and they got the kinks out and and everything you know uh, was looking pretty good. Even 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 down one nothing. Yeah, and Fangio with the super chat donation here coming in from Sweden. Uh, Fangio, Sweden. All right. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. A hundred in Swedish kroners and uh, <laughs> really appreciate it. I mean, every little bit helps and goes directly back into the cast, guys. And, um, you know, every year we get a little bit stronger, too, and uh, up in our game a little bit more with the graphics and heck with our on site, uh, you know, on site interviewing prowess. I think it's just getting really, really good. <laughs> Um, you know, we've got the, the, the studios up now and, and things, you know, aren't so Mickey mouse anymore, <laughs> but Fangio, uh-huh. uh, it goes directly into the, into the coffers and, and we really appreciate it. Um, that, yeah, I can't, can't say more, more than enough and, and yeah, really appreciate it. We, we're always, um, yes. super thankful for everybody that, that <laughs> donates to us. So, uh, again, thanks everybody. And, um, yeah, so getting into that second period, you know, again, I think we all kind of felt a little bit of optimism. You know, it didn't feel like, OK, you know, these, you know, it didn't feel like we were going to be outclassed. You know, it, it was it was very um, <clears throat> uh, like I said, I think it was very balanced in the way, you know, that the teams played. And it was just really one lucky bounce on that first. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the second period, you know, the 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 Jets come out and and get the first goal. Right. And right. on that one, again, it was a kind of a funky bounce. And 
to me, I wasn't. I wish that there might have been maybe a little bit more pickup in the in the defensive zone uh, on the the backtracking players, but uh, you know, I again, not something that was completely, um, you know, that was completely out of the ordinary, right? It wasn't. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a. It wasn't like a catastrophic mental mistake that we had seen this team make prior. You know what I mean? It seemed like they were backtracking into the zone. What, how are you feeling, like, just kind of the team in its own zone, and, and did you feel like they were sorting out well, and, and did you feel like, you know, maybe there's a little bit more emphasis on the defensive end, especially from the forwards? Definitely thought that they they were playing trying to play more defensively sound. Uh, you know, when when they were starting to kind of get into their groove, there was a little bit of a scrambling around, which, you know, who, who doesn't really? Uh, but to me, I think I, I thought they were playing more defensively sound. They the forwards weren't like pinching up too much, uh, per se, because they wanted to jump on the offensive scoring chances. But uh, honestly, I, I thought that they played fairly well, helped out the defense a little bit more, you know, so we'll see about that. Yeah, so I mean, especially going forward. Yeah, especially going forward, and and going into into you know the three minute mark, you know the team takes a a tripping penalty, and William Eklund, um, you know, trip uh, Giannis Harkins, and you know we're thinking, okay, now the team, this is really the make or break moment where if this team gives in on a on a PK here, that's going to be lights out. You know, it's th- you're gonna, looking at a three nothing hole that the team would have to come out of but instead you get some brilliant penalty killing by uh, Andrew Cogliano and and Brent Burns and Logan Couture really feeding on that that rush um, coming back and they were able to track the puck and and honestly you know a nice tuck in by by Cogliano but all again it was because they were sound back in their own zone getting back to that puck quick and, and just transitioning forward, that first pass tonight looked very crisp. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you you, you get you get that one that two nothing goal for uh, Winnipeg shorthanded, but then you know you, you see the penalty kill uh, and, and they worked wonders. And and hey, Andrew Cogliano, w- welcome to San Jose. This is why we got you here, bud. Uh, and, and, but again, you said you know defensively sound. Uh, of course, you know it, it's it's. It's something that they have to do. Uh, you know, I, I can, I'm looking in the chat, you know, uh, don't care <laughs> about LeBanc. You know, LeBanc, you know, uh, you know, the funny thing with LeBanc is that he was back in his usual spot in the uh, in the penalty box, even serving the uh, hella dudes on the frozen prawns. Shout out, Shalana Goldman. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they played defensively well. I mean, yes, they... They gave, they made it two nothing, but then came right back to get it cut back into one. Uh, I mean, they looked good. I mean, even, you know, uh, what did you think of Aiden Hill? I thought Aiden Hill looked really good, I, and especially on the lateral movement. What the first thing I noticed was just how quick he was post to post, and yeah, and yeah he didn't make you know the one the the second save, um, you know, on that second goal, but he was he was barely missed it. And so, to me, you just immediately saw how a guy that can move post to post so much quicker um, is able to react a little bit better. 
and, and able to put himself in a little bit better position to make the first save. And and that's to me the biggest difference was it, it didn't see seem like a guy was stuck in quicksand trying to make a, a, a save. It was like, okay, you know, this guy seems pretty, you know, pretty limber. He, you know, he and like I said, he can really just cover a lot of ground in, in, in a short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, my time is just about up here, but uh, I'll leave you with this. Uh, what an inspiration that uh, that fight was for Jake Milton after Balsers takes a uh, gets hit hard with a boarding uh, shot from uh, at Malawi. Yeah, and how and did 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 you did that translate in the arena? Could you hear everybody oh. get jacked? Big time. It really changed a lot of things. Middleton got things going, and then you just started feeling the energy come back. And that's where I think everybody missed uh, this year with uh, this past year without anybody in the uh, in in the stands. You know, it, it's just how the crowd can change it into the game. Uh, I'll say really quickly because I know there are a lot of people asking about the atmosphere. The atmosphere was great tonight. Yes, it wasn't a sellout, but it was definitely uh, a uh, great time out here i mean the the i think it was tough for people getting into the building early on because of all the restrictions in the clear app i think everybody was getting confused by that but overall this this place was was in good spirits and especially once you get to the third i mean it really got going uh especially when uh, mr hurdle uh doing his thing so landy i hate to say i gotta head out but uh all the best to you take it home my friend and uh i'll chat with you a little bit all right. Sounds great, Eric. Really appreciate the check-in, dude. And, uh, you know, heading over, um, it really, I mean, again, it's awesome that we have um, Kura to, to head out into the wild and, and get us some good, um, you know, after uh, stadium presence. And, and so, yeah, I just I can't thank you enough, um, everybody, for for the super chat donations because you know your guys' donations make that kind of thing happen. So John, John, appreciate it, dude. Um, Timo still looks soft, winds on hits, um, but uh, instead of uh, throwing, you know, getting it back and into returning the favor. So um, yeah, you know, I think. Oh boy, my thoughts on Timo Meyer tonight. Um, I think that he was. I think his shot was back. I think there was a lot of the power in the shot and he was sniffing around the dirty areas. Um, I'm a little still would like to see a little bit more of that physical presence that he has brought at times. Um, but not a bad showing. You know, if I had to give him a rating, I would, I would give him a B minus probably. Um, Dana, uh, Meyerson. Thank you so much. Um, this is for Jasper Weatherby. Yeah, no, awesome. We'll, we'll get to Jasper in a minute. Um, and yeah, n nice to see a, another co a collegiate hockey player getting on the board, um, you know, especially in his first game. And his uh, his folks were there. Yeah, great story. And, and we will um, get to that in a second. But, uh, you know, honestly, that tie to the game then really started to shift after the penalty, right? You had the... Um, you had the hit on Balsers. Um, Adam Lowry took it on on Balsers, and um, you know Jacob Middleton coming right up and 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 stepping up and and uh, really doing a number on Logan Stanley, and, and got a really really nice left jab in. 
um, held his own against a guy that was bigger than him. I mean, he's a big dude. Um, but immediately, the guys um, on the bench were were really into it. Um, I think the guys on the ice were were also um, you know taking jerseys up and and really you, you saw a team that was not afraid to to stand up for each other. And, and we had been missing that for uh, you know practically all of last season. It, it looked like there was a bunch of, of uh, basically co-workers out there, you know, to use a Joe Thorntonism, right? Or, or was it um, uh, was it Joe Pavelski? But, you know, they look like co-workers. And uh, tonight, I think, really was um, a kind of a pack mentality. And I really did see the team kind of pulling in the rope in one direction, which was which was nice to see. Um you know the the on the ensuing penalty uh, power play the the team unfortunately didn't score, um, but again you could feel that momentum shift. You could start to see the team really tilt the ice, um, and, and then you know eleven minutes in twelve well eleven fifty nine in, uh, Josh Morrissey taking a holding the stick penalty, and uh, on that ensuing power play Jasper Weatherby you know assisted by uh, Eric Carlson and Kevin LeBanc. You know, really just, you know, being at the front of the net, uh, depositing a, a great rebound. And again, another collegiate hockey player, North Dakota. Um, and, and yeah, it's it's awesome to see, you know, the immediate impact of the collegiate guys and the, and the young players. And, and I think, again, that injection of youth was really on full display tonight because I think that this team came out ready to play. Um, and in that second period, uh, talking about getting stronger and being more resilient. Well, they really built upon, you know, what they had done in that first period. And then really the catalyst was that fight. And and I'm sorry, you know, for people who, who still feel it's kind of more of a Neanderthal type of, of, uh, of game that it is, um, that really moved the momentum. And, and that momentum is one of those intangible things. But I think that it's something that really directly related to the shots, um, you know, ensuing shots on net. And again, getting Jasper Weatherby on the board, you could see um, both Carlson and LeBanc, you know, giving the kid a, um, you know, a really good hockey hug. Um, and uh, yeah, it was awesome to see. And it was good to see that his family was in the stands, too. Um, so then a little bit further on, um, you know, I think that there was some back and forth play, really good balance play. But, it, you know, it ended up at a, at a 2-2 split um, going into the third period. And really, not really much more that you could ask for, right, from the team. You know, they they gave giving them chances, uh, giving themselves a chance to, to really win it in that third period. Um, got you know got victimized on a couple of of bad bounces slash mistakes that could have been a little bit more clean. Um, but honestly, you know, good effort, and and I wasn't seeing anybody dogging it. Um, so really, I mean, going into that into that third period. It, it was it felt like the momentum had had really been in the Sharks favor and Pierre-Luc Dubois ends up taking a, a penalty a minute and 38 seconds in. He, he makes a stupid elbow to Redeem Shimmick. And this is where really Winnipeg kind of just, I don't know, lost it or, or <clears throat> you know, if they wanted to maybe pop, stir the pot a little bit more. Excuse me. And try and get back into the game you know, from a physical standpoint, but P 
Pierre-Luc Dubois was overly physical on Redeem Shimmick, and the uh, the Sharks go ahead and score on an, on the ensuing power play. I mean, Tomas Hurdle getting set up by William Eklund and Jasper Weatherby again. Weatherby ends up with a with a goal and an assist tonight. Um, really strong showing. Uh, Eklund, I mean, you know, I I cannot begin to to tell you how silky smooth that kid's skating is. He's got. He's got that Datsukian-like radar to miss hits. And and that's very, very interesting because the, the, the thing on him is, is that his vision is elite. And, and his vision is what will keep him in the NHL. And after that showing tonight, you know, to get that puck, have the silky smooth um, moves, you know, gets it on net, and then you've got Tomas Hurdle lurking around, you know, sets up in his office, pulls it out and, and, and grabs it and shoots it on net. And, and you got a beautiful goal. And those those two, you know, I, I feel like those two are going to have a, a special connection on that power play. And I think, you know, seeing him going up there with the big boys and really showing that he, he proves that he belongs I'm very, very impressed by the by the cojones on the 19 year old. Um, he's 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 legit, and and it's not um, it's not often that we get to see that you know not since the likes of of Mark Edward Vlasic as an 18 year old, right? So awesome, awesome um, showing tonight by by Dolan uh, by Dolan and by um, uh, William Eklund tonight, and and again. That youth infusion really, really powering the Sharks to to some really good play, um, and then you know finally we get the the final score of the night for um, for the Sharks and scored by uh, Rudolph Balsers with Timo Mayo and Tomas Hurdle. Um, Hurdle ends up getting the goal and the assist. Um, Timo Meyer chipping in with a um, uh, with an assist there. And Rudy just going to the net again, and, and these goals tonight were not pretty shots. Um, and and Eric had said at the beginning that it seemed like maybe they were looking for that perfect play, but as the game wore on, I think that they finally realized, okay, you know what, um, it's it's time that we we get the uh, team. <laughs> um, oh, John, John, appreciate it. Um, really appreciate it, dude. Going above and beyond. Um, we love you, dude. And, and he's saying, uh, Laurel and Landy, thanks for moderating and hosting the opening night. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we wouldn't have it any other way. Right. Um, so anyhow, uh, yeah, the, the Rudy just going to the net, really, really getting the gritty goals. And, and that's how this team is going to have success, you know, is when they play that type of style, um, when they use their big bodies, Jasper Weatherby, I mean, showing it tonight with a goal and the assist, not only is he a big dude that can post up, but he's also a guy that's got a little bit of playmaking ability and um, also said to have a pretty good shot, too. So, again, the youth movement tonight, very, very impressed. And, uh, you know, again, I think that it's just going to continue to get better. Uh, the team is going to. I think the team will will start to understand where each other's going to play and they'll have that inherent chemistry. But like the broadcast had said tonight. You know, it, it felt like the team was a little bit uplifted in camp. And, and 
you know, let's kind of get into the elephant of the room, right? You know, Kane, number nine, not being out on the ice tonight. And the overall takeaway that I have was the team looked lighter. It, 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 it looked like it was playing without uh, some kind of burden on it. So, I don't know. I guess it's just one of those intangibles that I kind of felt maybe it was, like I said, the, the good vibe that the, uh, that the youngins brought and, and really kind of tried to uplift the, uh, you know, the rest of the team. But I honestly think that, that Kane, you know, just being removed totally from the equation, I think has, has helped. And, um, you know, hopefully they can continue this good mojo, um, and, you know, really push it forward. Um, after that penalty, um, to, to Rudy or excuse me, after that goal by Rudy, uh, there was hell <laughs> broke loose and, and literally the, the jets go banana sandwich. Um, they take another penalty. Of course, the sharks didn't score on it. They were really close to, um, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, they weren't able to capitalize and, you know, then the, uh, then the jets make it a little bit interesting, uh, 13, 28 in, they end up getting a goal by, uh, Jansen Harkins, uh, Logan Stanley and Josh Morrissey. So again, another one of those, um, I think to me, this one was, was the one that was the most, um, concerning. And I think one, it was because of when exactly they, they gave it up. But two, again, I think this, this one was the one that showed that their defensive, scheme might need to be tweaked just a little little bit um you know again i i felt that um eric carlson was a general positive tonight but this is one of those ones where he was a little victimized and you know i think if he gets a little bit more a little bit more comfortable with his with his pairing tonight um i think that that will be cleaned up a little bit um but yeah i again i think it's a work in progress um, but the team, you know, pulled and pulled down and, and huddled defensively um, and was able to to get some good clears. They were able to, to move the puck out of out of their own um, defensive zone. Um, didn't really put up too much of, a, of an offensive push. I think you could see that the team was was really trying to protect a little bit in that, especially around the 15 minute mark. Um and then, you know, in that final minute, of course, when they pull the goalie and, and you've got, you know, six on five, um, it's going to be a little bit frantic. Um, but, you know, Logan with a big face off uh, in the defensive zone and uh, and yeah, the Sharks pull out the victory tonight, four to three against the um, uh, <clears throat> against the Winnipeg Jets. And so just quickly going over the stats tonight, uh, shots on goal. I mean, it ends up being 23, 31 in favor of the Sharks. Um, hits 26-33 in favor of the Sharks. Face-off wins. The Sharks go 58%. And, and that was really, really good to see. And, and I think it's good to see because, one, they can organize themselves a little bit better in the defensive zone um, and then able to break out the puck a little bit easier. And, two, it, you don't have one of those offensive zone face-offs and, and just feel like it's going to fizzle out. So I think that they were able to generate um, some really good um, shots on goal, especially from the faceoff, and I think that they were able to mitigate uh, some dangerous chances by winning the faceoffs in their own zone. Uh, the Sharks go two for five on the power play tonight. Um, very good. That's good for forty percent. 
Uh, again, that power play looks like it has been um, invigorated with some injection of youth. Uh, felt like they were really on their toes. They did give up a shorthanded goal, um, and, and you hate to see that, but it was a, a plus one, right? <laughs> you know, if we're going to do the uh, the, the net, uh, negative positive, it was a plus one. So it definitely helped tonight, and, you know, they won by one goal. So you could say that that was the, um, you know, was the deciding factor. Um, but again, you know, the, the team, 21 block shots tonight, you know, 14 to 21, um, giveaways, seven giveaways, not bad. They, they were even, um, takeaways. They were, uh, it was nine, seven in favor of Winnipeg. But again, if you're starting off with the puck, um, at the beginning of the play with the faceoff win, you don't need to have a takeaway. You don't need the extra takeaways. So that one's not too, too concerning for me. Um, but again, it was good to see that this team really um, got stronger as the game went on um, and, and really great effort tonight. Uh, so your stars of the game, third star of the night was Andrew Cogliano. And, and let's give it up for Andrew Cogliano and Nick Benino. I You know, honestly, guys, steady, steady, guys and gals, steady, steady presence um, brought to those third and fourth lines and, and very professional in the way in which they, they went about the game. And, and to me, very, very solid ads. Um, and I think, you know, we were talking a little bit about, you know, the sharks were a little bit, I, I would say we thought maybe there might've been some more moves, uh, in store in the off season, but maybe, uh, ends up, um, you know, maybe going a little bit more conservative on the free agent pickups, but Cogliano and Nick Benino instantly paid dividends tonight. And, um, and, and Hill as well, you know, um, from the boy 408, appreciate it, uh, on the, uh, Aiden Hill, um, stats. And, and I think, yeah, Aiden Hill also played a, a good game and, and his stats might not bear it out, um, insofar as, you know, save percentage and goals against, but he made the saves when he needed to. Um, and the, the goals that he did give up were based on second chances and rebounds, rebounds outside of his control, um, really was able to move the puck well, you know, direct his defensive, you know, defensive zone exits well. Um, yeah, I, I thought Aiden Hill looked uh, very good tonight. And again, that lateral motion from side to side really stood out to me tonight. <clears throat> so, like I said, Andrew Cogliano with the third star tonight. Jasper Weatherby coming in with the second star. That's pretty good for your first star, huh, Ruck? Uh, one goal, one assist, uh, and then Tomas Hurdle with the number one star tonight, um, and you know he got he gets the goal and the assist, and and you know what, as, as the Sharks progress and the Sharks, um, you know, get further and further into the season, and and hopefully they can continue this good mojo with the injection of youth, like I had said in uh, in shameless plug on on another podcast that I do, uh, Genuine Draft. Um, if you haven't checked it out, uh, Bay Area Sports, pretty awesome. But um, one thing that I did say on on the preview show there was it's going to be a feeling out process by both the Hurdle Camp and by the Sharks Camp. I think Hurdle's Camp is going to want to see um, some loyalty. They're going to want to see uh, you know an offer that um, you know reflects the type of player that Tomash is. Um, and I think that the Sharks. You know, uh, from the reverse side, what Tomas is looking for from the Sharks is 
okay, how dedicated are you to bringing in quality players, but injecting that with youth and addressing issues that can become uh, in, uh, you know, in the locker room? And, and really, you know, Doug Wilson, can you prove to to Tomash that, hey, I, I've got I've got a plan here and it doesn't seem as lackadaisical as it has been before. And I think that if you get the both sides, you know, feeling the positive vibes, especially if the team is winning, um, I think we'll see a we'll see a contract before um you know, before the trade deadline. Um, but again, that's getting way, way ahead of ourselves. But I think look out what I'm, what I'm trying to say is look out for Tomas to have a resurgent season one to show the sharks that, Hey, he's still got it. But I think on the other side too, he wants to lead his team and he wants to be here. Um, and he's come out and said that San Jose is his home and he does not want to leave his home, but he also wants to be competitive. So yeah. And, and Dana, again, bringing it up, he has such a special connection with San Jose. I mean, this this is a kid that we have literally watched grow up and have a family in front of our eyes. You know, it, it was, it, it seems so, it seems so like yesterday. I can remember him playing against um, New York and, and just that dazzling goal and how loud the tank was and, and his mom crying and his, you know, his girlfriend, soon to be wife there. And, you know, it just, just a magical, magical moment in, in Sharks history. And, um, you know, again, he's going to have a special connection and he's going to have, um, you know, he's going to have San Jose as the priority, but again, it's going to need to make sense on both ends. Um, and Laurel, I, you know, bringing up uh, again, the Kane, I don't, I don't think Kane is coming back. Um, I don't see how, and especially if the team does well, I don't see how the team could bring him back. Um, there, there's some serious baggage, and and you wish him the best in in you you, know, you wish you wish the best for anyone, right? And to me, this is this is one of those moments where it's just like, okay, you know what, you need to go, you know, handle your own stuff. But unfortunately, the amount of negative attention that you've brought um, to the organization and to the team, and uh, and if you really were that that locker room detriment, you you just I, I'm sorry, but you just can't come back to the club, and and I and I think that you know the the team is looking to try and rid themselves of that contract and somehow um you know i don't know if it's going to be through league means um to try and nullify his contract or asking for um you know to, to buy him out you know having a special clause to initiate some kind of special buyout um but yeah it, it's uh i don't i don't see him coming back and 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 i don't see how the team could bring him back and and I think you can just see it in the, um, you know, as evident uh, on ice tonight. I thought there was a lightness to the team, and I don't think you want to mess that up. And I don't want a, a kid like William Eklund seeing, you know, that kind of a player in and around the locker room. So that's kind of where I'm at um, with Kane. And, um, 
you know, it, it really sucks, and it, and it. I don't think I've really talked too much about it on air because, you know, it's not really my place. But it it feels like a really big burn because he was so accepted in San Jose, and he was, um, you know, there was some some baggage from before that you know we were like, okay, you know what, he 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 wants to turn a new leaf. He wants to, you know, really. Um, you know, move his career forward. And I thought, you know, I think like a lot of other people thought, you know, maybe being in a, in a better environment or an environment at least different to, to the East coast and to the Midwest of Canada could be better for him. But unfortunately, um, you know, we've all seen what's, what's unfolded in the off season. And um, so unfortunately, uh, you know, that that's just a player that you have to get rid of. You just have to get rid of, and um, and it sucks because again, I I know a lot in the fan base. We you know we forgave and tried to give him another another lease on life, but um, you know you you fool me once, you know, shame on you. You fool me twice, you know, shame on me, and and uh, yeah, that's a shame on me. Um, so you know, unfortunately. That's the way that it goes. Um, you know, he's got his responsibilities he's got to take care of at this point. And, um, and we'll see. I mean, ownership in the NHL is like ownership in any other sport, right? They're going to care about who's going to make their team the best. And, um, you know, maybe somebody will take a chance on him. Um, but I don't see how this franchise does. So, um, you know, that's kind of pretty much all that I really want to talk about there um, and, and how things have, have kind of unfolded there. Um, but again, tonight the sharks go out and I think honestly, you know, exercise, um, you know, some off season demons just to at least get the, get the season started on a positive note. And, you know, the other thing that, that, I, that we, I would be remiss if we didn't, um, you know, if we didn't pull it, uh, Oh, uh, Landy. Uh, so John, John again, oh man, bro. Awesome, dude. Just so much love from the John, John. I'm feeling it, buddy. I'm feeling, it. uh, Landy, is there going to be a Teal Town fan gathering night this year? Well, there sure will be. Um, and as soon as we get the, uh, as soon as we get the details on that, we'll be sharing it out. Um, I'm gonna, sure I'm going to have a, a puck guy or an AJ, you know, texting me here soon. There's a date for that. Um, but yeah, there is going to definitely be a meetup, um, and Landy will be uh, in attendance this year. <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's there's nobody but me and the dog, right? So uh, we'll be uh, we'll be going out there, and um, yeah, we'll be making an appearance uh, on the fan night as well. Um, it normally syncs up with um, the uh, the San Jose Sharks fan night, um, but again, we will get you the the details on that when we have it a little bit more uh, fleshed out. Because, again, we're going to have to have somebody driving the show, too. So, you know, it, as much as I wanted to be there tonight uh, in San Jose for the opener, because I was actually up last weekend, and uh, I've been doing that commute between San Jose and, and San Diego so often in the last six months. But uh, but it's awesome because I get to reconnect with you guys up there, guys and gals up there. Um, but, yeah, so I, I took uh, opening night hosting duties um, and that's uh, kind of why we have the show tonight 
uh, the way that it is. But again, we appreciate everybody coming out. Um, we've topped off at almost 100 viewers on just my ramblings. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it's it's awesome to see everybody come out and, and use this as a place, um, you know, use this as a place to gather amongst friends, uh, fans alike, um, and, and really where we can, um, you know, give something back to the community for the Sharks. So, rounding it all out, um, the last thing that I really wanted to pull up uh, was the return of Drew Remenda to the broadcast. Um, Drew Remenda will be doing um, some kind of show, like a shark bite type show. He will be uh, coming around intermissions. We'll be doing color commentary on the radio and a couple select games on TV. And um, it's, it's good to see him back. It's good to hear him um, really breaking down the game which we know and love um again coming back to it with some fresh perspective on hey you know what maybe not be so pessimistic but get back to the, his first love of teaching the game right of teaching the game um you know to children and and um and fans alike new fans alike that was what the draw and the beauty of his um uh, color commentary was was that it was so instructional and especially with the youth movement on the team there's going to be mistakes and people are going to want to you know skewer some of these kids alive but we're going to have drew as the voice of reason there to be like hey look in development especially with young players there's going to be these types of mistakes this is how they're going to um, you know evolve out of that this is what the things that they need to address and and really it was it was the the perfect coach's commentary to you know the um, you know the silky smooth delivery that is Randy Hahn. So um, it's good to see him back in the fold, and and I really I really wanted to bring that up um, during this um, you know during this first cast because I think we all missed him, and uh, honestly it was um, it was a good good reception. And uh, I can't wait to see what we have in store this season um, for for his different uh, takes on the Sharks and um, really being back in the fold again. Um, I, he should have never left, um, to be quite honest with you. And that's uh, a whole nother story for, you know, a whole nother day, the, the, the saga of that. Um, but it's good to have him in the fold and wherever they can put him. Um, you know, and whatever he can add is just a benefit to the organization, in my opinion. Now, there are some that wasn't, you know, he they weren't um, exactly fond of him or he wasn't their cup of tea. Um, but again, with that extra perspective of being away, um, you know, and, and, and extra perspective of really trying to, um, uh, you know, in, in, in instead of trying to really micromanage his um his direction of how he was going to color commentate i think again getting back to the basics teaching teaching the game you know showing exactly how the game is supposed to be played and for young players and fans to understand the subtle nuances that um a lot of people don't really have a good grasp of of able to uh you know to explain especially in real time um, John, John, <laughs> dude, 
<laughs> he just make keep making it rain. All right, uh, John John. He's saying uh, ESPN cutting off the post game, uh, unlike NHL TV. Um, this is a good segue. I think uh, tonight we had a little bit of technical hiccup. Um, I know at least I did at the opening ceremony. It cut away. Uh, to a commercial and I think that that's probably just ESPN's algorithm you know for determining what's a commercial and what's not um, so you know I think that there's going to be some growing pains um, but I you know overall it wasn't it wasn't that bad of a transition um, we're paying less for um, you know the same content um, and so you know I I Appreciate that we have hockey and it's readily available and it's on a large platform such as ESPN showing it some more love. I mean, hell, when was the last time you remembered um, NHL being on the opening ribbon of ESPN? It's been a long time, folks. And um, yeah, again, growing pains from ESPN side. But I think that, um, you know, we will start to see the, the product improve a little bit more. Um, but again, it's, uh, it's just a good place to go for the game. Um, now it'll be interesting to see how they deal with blackouts because, um, you know, NHL.TV was pretty judicious about them. Um, so we'll see what ESPN's plan is for that. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we'll see how the service kind of evolves, you know, we'll see where the network loads are going to be if, if it can keep up. Um, because NHL.TV was actually run by MLB um, and the MLB's um, uh, content delivery platform. And um, those two had had really done a good job with enhancing the NHL.TV product and really bringing it up to, to snuff with MLB.TV. So, um, you know, we'll see how that ends up. Uh, we'll end up seeing how that goes and uh, going forward. Um, you know, just how much more exposure the team will get. Um, and, um, okay, so uh, Ed Ruzitas 84 yeah, ESPN got 54% ratings jump on last year for NHL opening two games. Huh, interesting. All right, well, you learn something new every day, right? So, again, just another good outlet for hockey to come out on, get more people uh, exposed to this beautiful, beautiful game that we've got. And, and yeah, just growing the fan base. So from there, guys, uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up. And uh, now on to the uh, to your general updates and, uh, and that favorite time uh, you know and love. I have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. It's that time again, folks. And uh, first on the docket tonight... Uh, we've got the Coyotes and the Sabres. The Sabres end up winning in a shootout, uh, two to one against the Yotes. The Yotes fall to 0-1 and one on their opening of the season. The Islanders put, or excuse me, the Islanders were kind of swamped out a little bit by the uh, by the Panthers, five to one. Panthers scoring uh, uh, one goal in the first, two goals in the second, three in th- uh, two in the third. Excuse me, two in the second, two in the third. For five for a five to one score, um, you've got uh, Sam Bennett with the hat trick, and yeah, got some got some interesting scores already, 
And, uh, you know, the Islanders are surprisingly 0-2 right now. That's not good. I, I, I thought that they were going to be one of the more elite teams. <laughs> uh, the Stars and the Bruins, the Bruins win 3-1 uh, with uh, two late third period or with uh, two goals in the third period. Uh, that was their, uh, Bruins' first game tonight. They're 1-0 on their season. Stars fall to 1-1 on their season. The Maple Leafs <clears throat> beat uh, the Senators in the Battle of Ontario uh, 3-1 to tonight. Uh, you've got um, Alexander Kerfoot with a goal and assist. Uh, you've got Matt Bunting with a goal. Um, and Jack Campbell with, turning in a 9.52 save percentage tonight. 3-1 uh, to one, Maple Leafs over the Senators. The Rangers beat the Canadians 3-1. to one, And, uh, you know, to nobody's surprise, the Canadians are now 0-3 on the season. Um this is a team with delusional aspirations. So we'll see if it's full panic mode over in Montreal. You know how they take their hockey. The Red Wings uh, put up a put up a nice showing against the Canucks tonight, 3-1. to one. Um, Thomas Grice, our old friend, posting a 976 save percentage with 40 saves. And, uh, yeah, and the, the Red Wings are, are victorious over the Canucks, 3-1. to one. Awesome goaltending, and the Canucks are now 1-1-1. One, one, and one. The Penguins uh, put a put a slap on the Blackhawks five to two with four first period goals, <laughs> and uh, and uh oh, you know, just when we thought things were starting to maybe turn a little bit in Blackhawk land, they're now winless. They're o two and one in their start to the season. The Lightning beat the Capitals in overtime two to one. The Lightning tie it up in that third period, getting it into overtime. Andre Vasilevsky putting up a quite a show with a nine save nine save seventy nine seventy save percentage. Wow, uh, thirty two uh, saves on the night. Uh, Stan Coast with a goal and assist. Uh, the Blue Jackets uh, beat the Kraken two to one in overtime. Uh, the Kraken scoring a uh, goal in the second period, and the Blue Jackets scoring a goal in the third with the Blue Jackets pulling it out in overtime. Hurricanes beat the Predators three to two. The Predators now fall 0-2 on their opening of the season. The Blues beat the Avalanche 5-3. And the Flames uh, are extinguished by the Oilers 5-2. And uh, the Oilers are now 2-0 on their season. And the Flames drop their home opener. And then, of course, the, uh, the Wild and the Kings having ended after our game. The Wild uh, score and hold on to their three second period goals and win three to two against the Kings. And uh, that reaches it around the NHL for you. <laughs> Boy, really hard to do that solo. <laughs> um, so uh, awesome to have everybody on the, uh, on the show tonight. Uh, but in case if you missed it, you can catch us uh, all over the place. You can always find us on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, and of course, everything, the shenanigans that goes upon in the Discord, and all of the content that we drive up to tealtownusa.com. It's got everything you wanted and more. <laughs> and uh, for myself, uh, I'm at Eric Landy, that's E-R-I-K-L-A-N-D-I on all the social media garbage platforms, <laughs> my little joke uh, and spin on there. Uh, 
And of course, let's see if I can get this right. So keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a great night. And we will see you next game.